Hey everyone, just popping in here to share some big news that the price of the Families Fly Free membership will be going back up on Thursday, May 9th at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. So as I had mentioned before, we reduced the price of Families Fly Free by hundreds of dollars at the beginning of 2024 to give everyone a chance to get in at this lower cost. But we are now having to bring that to an end, and we do officially have a date when the price will be going back up. And again, that is Thursday, May 9th at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. So if you've been thinking about joining Families Fly Free, now is the time to do it. If you want to change the way your family is traveling, if you want to travel more and do it affordably, and if you want to use miles and points and travel rewards without it being a second job, learn a simple system to always be able to do this without a wallet full of cards, please come join us in Families Fly Free and do it before the price goes back up. You can learn more and sign up today at familiesflyfree.com slash join. Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel, but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015. And I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Families Fly Free podcast. I hope you're making it through the dreariest time of year here in most of the U.S. This can definitely be a great time to travel after the holidays and to get somewhere a bit warmer and with some sunshine to beat those winter blues. And I'm excited to head just for a couple days to Orlando to the NFL Pro Bowl with my son who's in high school. So we're going to do that in about a week and soak in a little bit of sunshine and warmth. This week, I want to talk about a card that used to be a big deal um, and that many of you might still have in your wallet from when it was a big deal. And that card is Chase Sapphire Reserve. So that's different than Chase Sapphire Preferred. I want to make sure you hear the difference there. Both are Sapphire cards, but we have Reserve and Preferred. So I'm going to tell you about Reserve and why I, for the most part, no longer recommend it. Um, and I'm going to explain the math and the perks and why that is the case. So back in 2016, Chase introduced the brand new Chase Sapphire Reserve card. It came with an initial 100,000 point bonus, which at the time was huge. And everyone in tr the travel rewards game then was uber excited about this card and this big offer. That was a really big bonus. And it came with some fun travel perks that we were all excited about. So originally, it had a $450 annual fee, which is a steep annual fee but you could largely make that back with the perks that the card offered. So we 
my family took advantage of this offer, got the 100,000 points, and we used those points to fly all four of us to Europe for the first time, which was absolutely amazing. And so I do have a special place in my heart for this card because it allowed us to do that, which was something I didn't imagine that we would ever be able to afford to do. But these days, Chase Sapphire Reserve has now reduced its bonus offer to 60,000 points after a $4,000 minimum spend. We've never, ever seen it go back to that 100,000 points after that initial offer went away. And you will see that is very often the case when we have a new card on the scene. It's usually comes with the highest bonus you will ever see on that card. So when you do see a new card, you want to make sure you don't get sucked in because remember, every card is not right for every person, but you do want to analyze if that card would be a fit for you and take advantage of it while it has that probably highest bonus ever. So Capital One Venture X is another card that has the same, has had the same situation. We haven't seen it go back to the um, initial offer that it had. Okay, so Chase App by Reserve now has lower bonus offer and it has a higher annual fee. So the value of this card has really gone down. It went from a $450 annual fee, which was already expensive, to now it's $550 every single year. So let me tell you more about what you get with this card for this $550. So Probably one of the best perks off the bat, right off the bat, is it comes with an annual $300 travel credit, which means that they automatically credit you back for the first $300 that you spend on the card on purchases that Chase categorizes as travel. And that definitely includes airfare and hotels. It includes car rentals, most transportation, so, you know, um, Ubers and taxis and subways and uh, it includes timeshares and cruise lines. What it doesn't include, though, are vacation rentals. So you want to be careful there. But as soon as you charge the first thing that falls under that category, you're basically not going to owe that to them. They're just going to credit that right back to you um, on your card, on your statement. All right. You can also, you know, earn increased points in certain categories of spending on this card. So a nice one is it comes with three points per dollar on travel, and that's really only matched by Chase Inc. Business Preferred, which I'm going to talk about more toward the end because it's my preferred alternative if you want to earn more points on travel. It also comes with the ability to earn three points per dollar on dining, but you also get that if you hold Chase Sapphire Preferred. Additionally, you can get more points per dollar when you purchase travel in the Chase Travel Portal, which is an online portal just like an Expedia, um, Travelocity, those type of sites where you can compare and book through multiple different airlines and hotels and all of that. Um, but we don't recommend that you book something in dollars and cash in the Chase Travel Portal. Generally, that is not a good value. So I'm not going to talk about the extra points you can earn on that because that's not something I think you should be doing or that I would recommend that you do. 
It is, though, a good deal to book travel in the Chase Travel Portal using your Chase Ultimate Rewards points. So points you've earned on these cards, you can use those to book in the Travel Portal. And that's not always the best deal, um, but it is a, generally something that you want to take a look at. And it usually is a pretty good deal to use points to do that. Also with this card, when you book using your points in the Chase Travel Portal, you get 1.5 cents of value out of each point. And you compare this to Chase Sapphire Preferred, that card gives you 1.25 cents. So you get 0.25 cents more with this card, which basically means you'll pay fewer points if you book using your reserve points than you will if you book using your preferred points. You also get a TSA pre-check or global entry credit up to $100 once every four years. And the thing that we were most excited about really when this card came out is that it gave you priority pass select access and that gets you into participating airport lounges around the world which really feels like a luxury travel perk that most of us flying on travel rewards don't usually get to enjoy because we don't have elite status with the airlines and we don't so therefore we can't use the airlines um, lounges that mostly cater to their elite status customers. So one thing that is unique about the reserve priority pass compared with the one that you would get on any other card is it allows you to get a $28 credit per person when dining at participating airport restaurants. So as part of the priority pass, they have some participating airport restaurants. Those change over time. but um, And if you go in there, you can spend $28 per person for free. They're not going to charge you for that. You show them your priority pass card and they take that amount off your bill. You do have to pay tip and tax, but everything else for your credit is free. So that was a really fun one. And then nowadays, reserve card holders also enjoy access at specific Chase Sapphire lounges. So you have to have reserve to get in these. And there's not very many. So right now they're at JFK and LaGuardia in New York City, at Boston and Hong Kong. And then they say they're adding them in Las Vegas, Philly, Phoenix, and San Diego. So we'll have to see if those do indeed come online. So when Reserve had a $450 annual fee, it was more justifiable to hold this card due to the math. And we didn't really have any competitors to this at the time. So you got an automatic $300 savings um, on any travel purchase. And any of us who would hold this card are doing a lot of traveling, so we can definitely use that. So that brings the card back down to a reasonable $150 annual fee. And that annual fee granted you more points per dollar on travel. It gave you that quarter cent more value per point when booking in the Chase Travel Portal. And then you got some of these luxury travel benefits like the airport lounge access. Plus, I pretty quickly figured out um, once we had this card that at participating airport restaurants, I could actually go in and buy waters or drinks or sodas for us to take on the plane using my $28 credit. So essentially, I could just walk up and get an armful of drinks for free, not have to pay anything. And that saved us the cost of expensive sodas and water. So I was saving even more than that $150 that I was you know, netting out as the annual fee by doing that. So that just helped offset that remaining fee. 
probably not $150 worth, but you know, it is super expensive. It's like five or $6 to buy a bottle of water at the airport. So also if you need a TSA pre-check or global entry credit, if you have a need for one of those and you can use that to pay for it for anyone. It doesn't have to be the card holder. You can just pay for anyone's TSA pre-check or global entry. And they'll just, again, immediately credit it back to your card so you don't owe that. So um, if you can use that one that you get every four years, at least for a year, that brings your cost down significantly as well, um, you know, in the $75 to $100 discount range. Okay, these days, though, we now have a $550 annual fee. So you're now paying an additional $250 for those same perks which haven't changed. So they increased the annual fee and they didn't increase the perks. And that might be worth it to some people. Um, here's the thing though, you have an alternative to get those almost exact same luxury perks for essentially a $0 annual fee with Capital One Venture X. And I discussed that card in depth and the perks and how that nets against its annual fee to where it works it down to zero every single year in episode 86 on all about Capital One Venture X. So if you have an alternative, there's really no reason to pay $250 for almost the exact same thing. There are very few situations where I here and there recommend someone opt for Chase Sapphire Reserve instead of Capital One Venture X. And it's basically that the math works for you. And this is just another case in point of travel rewards is not a one size fits all. Every family, every person's situation is different based on your travel goals, the type of travel you're doing, how many people you need to bring in the lounge with you. Do you even care about these types of perks? Do you need a TSA pre-check? So that's why I really, really believe in a personalized, customized approach to travel rewards instead of just a blanket, everyone should get this card because it's a great offer. And that's what we do inside of Families Fly Free. We make sure that what we recommend to you is right for you. And we never recommend anything that isn't. So let me give you an example of how the math might work out for someone to get Chase Sapphire Reserve. It really can only be because you earn back that $250 through your dining credits at participating airport restaurants. So each priority pass holder can bring in two additional people with him or her. And that's another point. So if you have a family of four, you're not all going to be able to get in on your one priority pass and you're going to have to add um, an authorized user at an additional expense of $75, then they can get their own priority pass and bring two people in with them. So now you're looking at a $625 expense if you wanna be sure that a family larger than three can all go in the lounge. So you can bring two people in with you. So if each person, and, and each person you bring in gets their own $28 credit at the participating airport restaurant, okay. So if you live at an airport that has a participating airport restaurant and you travel enough that you think you can use this, or maybe you fly into an airport frequently or you fly through an airport frequently and you always can eat at the participating airport restaurant and you can make back that 250, then sure, 
opt for Chase Sapphire Reserve. It does give you a better priority pass because the Capital One Venture X priority pass does not include this $28 travel credit at airport restaurants. It just gets you into select lounges. So um, it gives you a better priority pass and you get that extra 25 cents of value out of your points in the Chase Travel Portal. So it could technically save you points in the portal if you're booking a ton of stuff in the Chase Travel Portal. Um, but usually our people aren't. Our people are booking the majority of their stuff on Southwest, and they might be using the Chase Travel Portal some, but not enough to justify the difference in value here. So to keep in mind, if, if you to earn that $250 difference back with the airport restaurant credits, you'd have to use that credit nine times in a year or, you know, three people would have to use it three different times because, you know, three people each get the $28. The other thing you lose by not opting for Chase Sapphire Reserve is the three points per dollar on travel instead of the two points per dollar that you get on Chase Sapphire Preferred. And I like to offset that with the Chase Inc. Business Preferred card, as I mentioned earlier. And that card has a higher bonus, um, but it also has a higher minimum spend. Um, so you need to be able to comfortably meet that minimum spend but if you can, you'll end up with more points as a bonus and you'll get the three points per dollar on travel. Um, and the Chase Inc. Business Preferred also has just a $95 annual fee. So that's another appealing thing instead of having to pay $550 to get three points per dollar on travel. And I talk at length about the Chase Inc. business cards in episode 136 on why I love the Chase Inc. business cards. One other thing that I wanted to mention about this card before I wrap up is that you can only hold either Chase Sapphire Reserve or Chase Sapphire Preferred. You can't hold them both. And you can only get the bonus on either one of those once every four years. So if you have had Chase Sapphire Reserve two years ago, and now you want to opt for Chase Sapphire Preferred, you're going to have to wait until four years have passed from when you earned the bonus on reserve before you're eligible to get preferred and vice versa. Um, I don't ever recommend that you downgrade or upgrade really between these cards because it's better. You're not going to get the full bonus if you do that. And I'd rather see you wait and get the full bonus because if you upgrade and they give you I don't know, 5,000 points for doing that, that counts as earning a bonus again. And you're now four years from when you can earn the full bonus. So I like to just wait the time out and then reapply fresh and get the full bonus on the card. Another way you can do this, if you want to have, and this is how we used to do it, but again, I don't, we don't have reserve anymore. And I, in very rare cases, do I recommend it? But if you really want to have it and you think the math makes sense for you, if you have traveling companions, you have a couple, um, you have a husband and wife, one can hold reserve and the other can hold preferred. That's a way you can get around the rule of not being able to hold both. So that's another option for you. So I've included links in the show notes below um, to these related episodes and to my full review of Chase Sapphire Reserve on the Family's Travel Free website. 
And we have a ton of great resources on there. We updated that site um, to make it easier to find things and give it a fresh new look at the end of 2023. And so if you go to familiestravelfree.com, you can click on travel tips, and then we've broken it down by category. And so you can click on travel cards, or you can click on Southwest, you can click on destinations. And we've broken it down for you in terms of articles, podcasts, and videos that we have about that particular topic. So you can dive into a lot and get a lot of free information over there. I'd highly recommend it, familiestravelfree.com, and just click on travel tips. All right, so what do you think? Is Chase Sapphire Reserve worth having in your wallet? I'll see you on next week's episode. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's fly free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the U.S., Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless travel memories before your kids or even grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple, proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com.